Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, as always, and today we are joined by Constantino Kaloulis. He is from doodlevideo.com. Um, he's a marketing strategist and a man after my own heart. We've had a few conversations with him, and he's always high energy. He's full of ideas, and he's someone that I really do see as a peer and an equal. Um, I have a lot of respect for the work that he's done. If you even check out his own site, doodle-video.com, you'll see what I mean. He's got some awesome, awesome marketing assets he's created. He's had a ton of views. He's worked with some big names in the industry. He's able to provide a lot of value, and clients are always raving about what he's done. And it's an honor to be able to talk with him today. Uh, Constantino, how you doing, buddy? Hi, Daryl. Uh, doing great, man. It's uh, you know, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be on this podcast. And thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, of course, man. Of course, the feeling is always mutual. It's always a, an honor to be able to connect with just like-minded peers because not everyone sees the world like we do. So um, now you've got a bit of an interesting story. So uh, you weren't always, you know, doing doodle videos and helping with marketing strategy and conversion and optimizing sales and campaigns and, you know, and rubbing elbows with billionaires and, and, and large corporate CEOs and that. So how did you get started? What were you doing back in the day? <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, Daryl, it definitely is, you know, like you said, it wasn't always, um, you know, this great business wise and it wasn't always business. So, um, you know, back in the days I used to, uh, you know, promote a lot for clubs, be in the music scene and doing, you know, partying a lot and having a little bit of more, you know, living on the wilder side of life. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We'll just be real with people. Yeah, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, just when I was around uh, 19 years old, we were hanging out, um, you know, at this producer's at mansion and we were having a huge party with music, models, uh, you know, drinks and everything. And so I sat down there and I, I was having a moment of personal reflection when I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, Constantinos, you're 19 years old right now. You have, you know, girls, money, friends, you know, you're having a blast, you're having a great time. But the one thing that, you know, really, you know, stood out to me was a feeling of, of loss or of missing out. And while reflecting upon that feeling, I realized that what I really wanted was to, yes, you know, obviously I wanted to have the money. I wanted to have, um, you know, well, every man loves to have beautiful girls in his life, you know, have the friends, have the fun. But what I really desired deep down inside, Daryl, was to obtain all of these things in a way that would, you know, by being a great member of society, by creating something that a lot of people are going to benefit from, mm. and by just doing great things that, you know, influence and help out, you know, many more people other than just, you know, my greedy self. So, um, you know, that was definitely, so, so I realized I had to go on a new mission. And so I just, you know, I stood up that day. I told everybody in that room, I'm like, hey, guys, you know, uh, I, I have to go. And so I went back, um, you know, to my place. 
And I got online. I started, you know, researching. I started learning, um, you know, met some great, uh, you know, business mentors. And it's just been, um, you know, a path from that time, you know. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, yeah, I, I'd have to, uh, you, you know, so before, as you know, you know, you said I'm doing the doodle video thing right now. So uh, it's going really great. We have become the world's number one whiteboard video production and video advertising agency um, doing, uh, you know, the funnels of video sales letters, website explainer videos, you know, rebranding, you know, more six, seven, eight and nine figure business leaders, marketers, best selling authors and brands in any video production company in history. So, um, you know, it means we're doing something, uh, you know, good and we're doing something right. Uh, but before that, I was essentially uh, working with a lot of big brands mm-hmm. in their own marketing. You know, um, Europe's biggest educational franchise, uh, Audi, Ducati, Royal Canon, and just, you know, what have you. And so about two and a half years ago, I decided to create Doodle Video. I started uh, drawing out the videos myself. And here we are. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, you know, two, two years down the road, two and a half years down the road, we're a 140 people uh, company and, um, you know, it's going, uh, it's going good. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, of course, we, you know, it wasn't always like that. Um, and it's not a straight or narrow line where you just start and you just start climbing, climbing, climbing. It's very rare. So what were some of the greatest challenges that you've had in your career and in building this company? Um, okay. So my biggest challenge, um, you know, I'd have to say was managing growth. So I had to transition. Yeah. I had to transition from being a one man shop to building a team of quality professionals who could work, you know, flexibly enough to handle rapid growth. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, sometimes when doing this, you know, I'm looking for experienced professionals, Mm -hmm. but sometimes, you know, we're also looking for that diamond in the rough. Right. So that person, right, that we're going we're gonna to grab him, we're going to train him ourselves, we're going to put our heart and soul and knowledge into that person, and he's going to rise up and, you know, play the role and be, you know, that superstar part of the team that we, you know, that we need. Right. Now, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I know that that's a really scary thing for a lot of people, like, to go from doing everything themselves to, wait, now I got to split my salary to bring somebody else on. And, you know, and it's not always, they don't, right? And it's a scary thing. And the wrong hiring the wrong person is extremely expensive and time and all that, you know, all these other costs that come along with it. So can you maybe speak to that a little bit about, like, were any lessons that you learned in having to do that in the growth? And, and I don't know, just how did you manage that part? Because that's a scary thing, knowing who to hire. Like, I know a lot of people, they're like, yeah, but who do I hire? And they think they know, but oftentimes the people they hire are not the right people that they needed and, you know, or they hire the right person, but they have them doing the wrong thing. And can you maybe just speak to that a little bit? I just know some of our listeners might really benefit. Um, yeah, definitely. So, okay. So, so you said that a lot of people are worried they might hire the wrong person or make a mistake here and there. And just from my own experience, even where we are now, you know, and from talks that I've had with other people, like you said before, even billionaires, uh, and people who are doing really big in business, um, there, there seems to, you know, all of us are still making some mistakes when hiring people, right? So, I mean, my last mistake cost me, I think, uh, you know, around $120,000, When I originally, you know, and this was back in the day, right, with Doodle Video, when I had first started to, um, you know, expand with my sales team, right? Mm -hmm. So we were spending all this money and we had all these leads and all these things going on. And then, you know, we hired the wrong people for sales. They, um, you know, 
It's a long story because these guys really, you know, they, they stole some clients from us. They did some things that were a little bit shady. So we ended up losing, you know, on, on, on some end. Right. But once again, I, you know, I think it's like this with, with everything in life, right. Even with right. friendships or, you know, when meeting your, your special someone, girlfriend or boyfriend, it's not that you meet, you know, one person and that person becomes your soulmate from the get go. It's, you're going to date several people. And at the end of the day, you know, you're eventually, hopefully going to find that one right person who's going to make up for all those wrong choices, right? And that person is going to make up for everything and be worth all that time spent. So I think it's the same, you know, when hiring people um, in business, but obviously, you know, when we're hiring people, we're going to be a little bit more strategic, right? Mm -hmm. So um, depending on the positions, you know, that people want to hire for, uh, you know, so I definitely, you know, so if we're hiring somebody for marketing or for lead generation or advertising or, you know, even for project management, I always like to go through and make sure that they have a thorough understanding, right? I give them examinations and I want to make sure, especially if we're hiring somebody for marketing, that they have proven results and not just theories and mumbo jumbo. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. In fact, I was talking with uh, someone the other day and they're, they're frustrated because they've got these, like all these marketing degrees and MBA and all that, but they're having a hard time just being successful. And that's, and it's funny because they had this conversation and, and it was, they didn't realize like, cause I don't, I don't even know if the listeners listen, uh, no, but I, you know, I didn't go to university. I was accepted into Queens university, but I never actually went. Um, and so it was funny because the, she was kind of like slandering a couple of people. You just flattenly slandering, like I am educated and I'm X, Y, Z, but it's like, you know, but she was not getting any results and, you know, and she was really frustrated. And I was like, well, that's, you know, when you're not in academia and you're, you know, and you're, quote unquote, in the real world in business, you know, like all the knowledge in the world is great, but it's really about implementation. And it's, I love what you said about when you related it to dating, because a lot of the times, even like, this is kind of like a dirty little secret, but so much marketing fails. Um, mm -hmm. And people have no idea because they're not tracking the results. They're not, you know, they're not really monitoring the performance of anything. They're just doing it and putting it out there and kind of hoping and, you know, and you know what I mean? And, and that's the same thing when you get a marketing promotion that really works and it's something that's done right and was set up right like that, that just, it just pumps out mo like money, it pumps out leads and sales for you all night, all day. It is a worthy endeavor for the same thing that you said. Like when you find that person, you, you know, it makes all the rest of it worthwhile. Um, and that's, you know, it really is. It's all about results in this industry. It, it's just, it's about figuring out what works and it's a moving target too, right? It's never the same. It's never the same thing twice. Oh, definitely. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people who haven't yet spent a lot of money on marketing and they haven't spent, you know, six figures or seven figures on, uh, you know, building businesses and all that, you know, um, because I was having another talk with someone else who just told me they spent 150,000, you know, British pounds on, you know, picking up all these courses for product launches and this and that. And it's, you know, but, but, but they don't, they don't, you know, I, I'm not going to go into if those things are valid or, you know, if they work or not, because I'm not here to, you know, go against what anybody else is doing. I'm just doing me. But a lot of people who haven't had that experience yet do not understand that it's not that you're going to create a landing page and a sales page and then put that ad out. And if it doesn't work out, you're a failure or your product sucks. That's definitely not what it means because the majority, the majority of campaigns that I see from marketers these days, right? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, having the business that I do, I get to be involved and, and, and look behind the scenes into, you know, anything from, you know, 
your 50 new startups a day to your big seven, you know, multiple seven figure launches. Right. And the majority of things are not going to work out and make you the crazy amounts of money that people have envisioned of themselves making. Right. right. Um, but, but also, you know, I, I would like to add one more thing to sure. what we were talking about before about hiring the right people. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Please. So, yeah, you know, I think that a lot of people want to hire a person and they're not ready to do it yet because they don't understand the tasks and responsibilities that they need to A, assign that new person, but also B, right, they don't understand how to make the other person understand so they can do the job that's required. Does mm. that make sense? Oh, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense because I'm guilty of doing that too where I've hired someone and they're looking at me and I'm looking at them and like, well, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I hired you. You're the professional. So I've been there before and I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm really glad you brought that up because it is. It's a two-part process. It's knowing what you need people to do and then understanding. Because here's the other thing a lot of people don't even get. Like even if you're a doctor and you go work at a new hospital, you still have to learn the way they do things at that hospital. Mm -hmm. You might be a doctor, but that just means you're qualified to do that type of work. Once you go somewhere, you have to figure out how do we do things here. So no, I'm glad you brought that up. How do you manage that? Um, Okay, so so we have, you know, there's a lot of positions I think in a business and I, you know, I like to divide, um, you know, the types of employees into two. So, you know, the, the first group is, you know, my board of, well, directors, call it, you know, my, my, my main group, right? My marketing director, my director of operations, the people, you know, the top four to six people that are running the company by my side, right? The people that I personally have phone calls with and the people that I personally, you know, mostly work with. And, you know, for those people, um, it's definitely because when you're working, you know, when, when I bring in someone that, you know, has an experience, you know, like I brought in advertising guy a couple of weeks ago to work for me and that guy has been spending you know like 10 million euros a year on google adwords alone right and he's been doing it for some of the world's biggest companies he left you know his his job and he he came over right and so um with him it's going to be different right because what his tasks are they require a lot more genius a lot more you know work than simply you know being in the um what is that called oh I'm losing. I, I'm. <laughs> okay. I'm forgetting the, the assembly line, right? Right, right. So it's it's not an assembly line, right? You're bringing in someone who who has a lot of value to bring, a lot of genius, and so with him, it's working, you know, closer together, really explaining what we're looking for, get him tied into, you know, the culture of the company, and also be there as a mutual friend and a partner, right, and share that relationship together. Versus, you know, if we're going to hire someone to, you know, list one of our new websites in. 180 different, you know, business listing directories, that's definitely a different position, right? And so those are, you know, like I said before, I like to call it, you know, the assembly line people, right? Not to put them down in any way, shape, or form, but that's just what it is. And so for them, what we've done is we've actually created, you know, PDFs and visual roadmaps that all these people can see that make it very easy for them to do their job. So we tell them what we need done and then we give them, you know, the materials. And so they can go through all that material and see like, okay, step one, go here. Step two, uh, you know, copy and paste this information here. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. mm And based on your experience, is that, you know, what you guys are doing as well? Because I know you've had a lot of experience managing, you know, a lot of high-end people as well. Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> – I know I know that my best role as a manager is to not manage because I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, a, I'm not a good uh, manager myself. I'm a great marketer. I'm great with morale. I'm a great coach. 
Um, but I'm not a good project manager in that sense of holding people to de- deadlines and that. But I've noticed that that's for sure. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of creating videos for people and a tutorial. Um, no, I'm a huge fan of that because you have to. You have to have like checklists. Like there's a book called Checklist Manifesto. That's a great one. It talks about how even pilots, like, you know, it would be insane for them to try and take off without a checklist. That's why they implement it. It's not because pilots are dumb. It's not because of anything like that. It's just like you said. It's not to – because there's like I, I guess where you're going with this is the two groups is one is like people who are doing things that can be documented and outlined and then other people who have more creative work that's expertise driven that's knowledge driven um, mm-hmm. and that's it and you know it's not because a pilot is an idiot but it's because there's just <laughs> so many things that have to go through you know like they need a check you need a checklist to make sure everything's been done and it's just because we're humans we get distracted we're dilatory we you know we've got other things in our mind so no I think that that's and that's any business that's even that book the e-myth you talk about having that but mm-hmm. I, I just like how you broke it into two groups and am I right because you, you, you described the one group the assembly line people and the other one what do you call them um well i just call them they're, they're my main team because like like here's the thing right as far as having you know people i, I don't believe in you know calling them people who work for me right. everybody's somebody who works with me and you know we're a team so um you know i but, but one thing i do manage to do a lot and i've been doing this repeatedly over and over again whenever i bring someone into that you know higher level part of the team I always make sure that I find, you know, one guy who's one of the utmost experts in, in that field that I'm needing, right? Because I don't want to make sure that that team expands too much. I want it to be, you know, four to six, maximum seven people. And, you know, so because if we do it like that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, one, each of these people, right, they manage one specific department. And then that's when I can come in at the end of the day and talk to each one of these people for an hour, Right. And see how everything's progressing. And then I know that they have what it takes to manage everybody under them and then keep the business going the way that it needs to be gone. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. And it goes back into, you know, not being a slave to your business. Right. 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 Yeah. And that's the huge thing. And that's because that's I think that really inhibits a lot of businesses from growing because you as the owner, you don't scale. Right. Like you're one person. There's only so many hours in the day and you can't do everything. And, and, you know, and everyone, a lot of people, that's how they start out. And that's fine. That's how, you know, like I've, I'm, I'm really much the champion of the startup entrepreneur because that's, we need those people to create new things. I've created tons of new things and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a lot of hours, a lot of drive and you do everything, but you know, you're not, you're not an expert and you're not proficient at everything. And so in some ways you actually hold your company back and it's important that you Mm -hmm. replace yourself. So, um, no, that's helpful. I mean, it's, it's, you've, you provide some good insight. I mean, ultimately it doesn't matter. You're going to make mistakes in the end and it's going to cost you money. And the best thing you can do is just, you know, hire, I guess they, like they say, hire slow, fire fast, and just acknowledge <laughs> that you're going to make mistakes. And, um, this might be premature, but you know, you shared some advice with me earlier. And I think this is a perfect time to do it because you are saying one of your mentors gave you one, it was one of the best pieces of advice you've ever gotten. And can you just share that with everyone? I, I better from your lips than my own. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just like we were saying before, man. It's so I have one of my uh, you know business partners and investors. He's uh, he makes a lot of money, uh, billion dollars, and so he's a little bit you know personally. I'm an entrepreneur that loves to look at the positive of life, mm-hmm. the positive of every service, every product, of every launch. And I'm the guy who gets excited, goes in there with a rush, you know, and gets things done in a positive manner. Um, I always like to see the best in people. But, you know, my business partner, 
has been, you know, so when we met, you know, maybe I think it was six months ago, he came to me and he told me, you know, because at the time I had, uh, you know, I had a couple of big deals that were going on. One was for getting, you know, 5% equity in a company going global uh, with many, many huge global investors. And the other one was a 2 million uh, euro real estate deal. Um, so, you know, I, I went to him and I, I, I talked to him about it and he told me, he's like, hey, Constantinos, no matter, you know, in any deal that comes your way, no matter how many gems you see, no matter how excited you are, no matter how much the money is, always, always hold back and think to yourself, right? Analyze the whole picture, the picture right now and the possibility of what that picture can look like in three, six, nine, or 12 months down the road and look at what ways you can personally lose out from doing this deal. Mm. You know, so, um, you know, I have, you know, especially for people who might just be starting out, you know, I'm not sure how, how, how relevant this is going to be. But I mean, for me, you know, when you're looking at big deals and in deals that, you know, if you say yes, you're going to be committed into something for the next 12 to 24 months. Yeah. I definitely think it's, it's worth taking the time and it's a necessity to take the time to see, okay, how could I lose if partner A doesn't do this or does this? Yeah, no, I know. I remember one of the first five-figure deals that I closed in a big five-figure deal. I remember exactly that. I was so excited and, you know, and it's, it worked out in the end, but I, we did end up having to renegotiate halfway through because I didn't realize how short-sighted I had been. I was so just caught up that I was doing like a big business deal and I can't believe this happened. <laughs> you know, because you, know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? You're like, oh my god! You're like, you want to call everybody up? Like, you're screaming. You can't believe it's happening. But exactly. Yeah, and, and, you, and you start calling them up before you even receive the big funds, or <laughs> you're like, we're gonna jump in on this. We're gonna get this done right now. Like, you're so excited mm-hmm. and motivated, and you know, and it's, just, it's fun. But I love it because it's that word of caution, and it's the word of the wise. Where hey, you know, if you've been here around the block, if you've been around the block a few times, you know that yeah, it looks really good, but. You know, there's, what is it, the devil you know and the devil you don't know. You got to be careful for that devil you don't know and you got to take a look and just, just be aware. And it doesn't mean that you're a naysayer. And I know that's hard for us because I know even with, you know, even if you're not a startup, even if you're just, if you have an existing business, you're looking to expand or take on a new project or again, even hire somebody um, and you're just really jazzed and excited about them, you have to be willing to look at what the, the negatives could be. And some of us, we hate that because we're like, no, the power of positive thinking and you attract what you think. And it's like, yeah, but there's also a real side to life and you have to be objective and you have to look at the deal. And so, no, that's, that's really good. That's really sound advice. And um, I just hope some of our listeners heed it. And I hope I do too myself because <laughs> I know how easy it is to get caught up into stuff. So I'm oh, the same me, as you. Too, <laughs> I'm the same me as you. Too, I got involved in a couple of charity product projects. One was uh, like for this video, for this movie. And anyway, it's just a really positive movie and a great thing. And, you know, I really want to do well, but I didn't realize, and it wasn't anything that they did, but it was just like, for me, it was stretching myself too thin. It was exactly like you said, not thinking about, well, geez, I got this other thing that's going to be happening in two months. And what happens when that comes? Anyway, it's just planning, planning, just, just, just being aware of it. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so what are some of the things that you felt were holding you back as you got, like you said, managing the growth. Now, why was it managing the growth? I mean, you, did you not, what have been some of the biggest challenges for you guys in growing? Um, okay. So, I mean, you know, managing the growth, I have to say it's, it's more because I was, you know, so I was used to doing the deals myself because I was a marketing consultant and strategist. 
right. for, you know, because that's what I did, right? I went inside, I got the big deals. I mean, even now, you know, it's not, it's very common for me to close, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty thousand $50,000 deals. And it's, you know, it's nothing big. So, um, but I mean, you know, in growing the team there, you know, I started to see it more, you know, two things I'd have to say. So I'd ha I had to start seeing it more as a family and that, you know, even when something goes wrong, I can't just get angry, but I actually have to come in and, you know, look at, you know, be more strategic about it. Be like, okay, you know, X is not working out. What are the causes for X not working out? And, you know, when you start to look at, you know, what, you know, an X, right? Why is X not working out? And you find one reason. Eventually, right, that's going to lead into way more reasons why that one thing isn't working out, right? So more problems are going to arise. So, but I just think it's about, you know, finding the problems and fixing the problems strategically. Um, you know, so that's definitely it. But then, I love what you said. No, no, finding the problem and then fixing the problem strategically. I think that's a great, great, great answer because half, mm -hmm. those, half the time people don't know what the problem is that they have and they're just complaining but, about the symptom. Mm -hmm. And Daryl, but like, look at this, man. It's like a, a lot of people, you know, they, they come to me for one reason, right? Because right. I have consistently created whatever I've launched has become number one on the global marketplace or in the local marketplace, right? As was the example when I was living in Spain with my consulting gigs. But, um, you know, so, so I think a lot of people, it's not so much, you know, because if you're, you know, if you're at the place where, you know, because as we said before, a lot of people don't understand, uh, you know, you know, that not all marketing is going to work or a lot of people, you know, don't get to the real point where they're at a position to have all these employees and start really looking at things, you know, small things that they can do to make a difference. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, make a big mistake before they even start and choosing the wrong activity or the wrong type of business. Mm. So, um, you know, that's definitely, you know, uh, that's been one of the main focuses, uh, you know, areas of focus, I mean, in my life, not, not just in business, right? But it's always, um, you know, so, so don't compromise on your dreams and don't look for the quick money. Mm. Right? Because a lot of people, and, and no, Daryl, you know, it's, it, it's hmm, right from us. But it's not, hmm, right, from a lot of people that are getting information from, in quotes, you know, gurus, yep. right, that, that my car is worth more than their house, yep. okay? And no, 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 it's, it's a very sad truth. Like the other guy that I told you before, he 150,000 British pounds, man, come on. Yep, yep. You know, and, and zero success, right, when that guy in the finance market was making, you know, you know, almost, you know, half a million, you know, every single year in what he did. And so, you know, but no success into, you know, all these courses and a lot of the things that he purchased. And I think, you know, what is, what is your opinion on that, man? Because I think a lot of people have to really sit down and they have to analyze. They're like, okay, I want to make money, right? But how much money? And what do I want the money for? Do I want a house that's a million dollars? Right? Do I want to buy the new Range Rover? Do I want a Ferrari? Do I have kids that I have to put through school, through university? You know, what are my monthly costs? And then analyzing all those things, you know, they have to look at their business, right? Or the business, the business that they own or the business that they want to get into, right? And see what is the true potential of that business. And if so, how fast can they actually get to X mark? Now, what do you think about that? And, you know, let me say one more thing, right? And going into businesses, because this ties up with what you were talking about before, um, you know, with service companies and about hiring more people and putting the trust in that team, 
right? Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, for, for me, if, you know, I was doing videos on my own, mm-hmm. okay? There's only so many videos that I could actually draw, right? Right. So right now we said like it's 140 people working for the Doodle video brand alone because I own, you know, several other video production companies and other companies in general. But I mean, for the Doodle video brand alone, right now I have the highest quality product on the global marketplace, highest conversions, fastest turnaround, best price up to 90% cheaper than my competitors, my, one of my, my styles are anywhere from 1000 2500 to $5,000 a minute, while there's other people selling a lesser quality product. I'm not going to say who, but I know it's a lesser quality, both in visuals and in conversions, because I know people who have bought both from me and them. Mine converted higher, right, both times. And so I'm doing this, and I can do 7,500 minutes of video a month, where if sold at just $1,000 a minute, that's $7.5 million. Right. Right, All right. Right, right. The profit margins are there because, you know, like two years ago, I realized that, you know, I want to have the top video production company in the world. That was my goal. And the way that I had envisioned it is I want to be the GoDaddy.com of video production. Mm. Right? So, so what did I do, though? Check this out. I could have kept on going, kept on making videos, taking all the money for myself, right, and making a pretty good, well, you know, in quotes, relatively good income of, you know, you know, five to 15 to $20,000 a month. Right. right? But then I'd have to keep trading my time for money. Right. And making an income, which is good, but not great. Right. Right. So, so what did I do? I went out and I literally like my business cannot be duplicated because I've exclusively hired the best talent I could find on the global marketplace. They exclusively work for me. And in order for them to work for me, I exclusively paid them a very big hefty fee at the beginning of every month. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how hard, how hard, Daryl, do you think it was for me, right, to start paying all these guys tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars every single month before I even had the clientele for it? And I still had to find a marketing budget for it. I had to grow the business. I had to make everything convert. And I had to start doing that all on my own. Right, but but the business right now is thriving. Right, right. When when every single who's you know every who's who of you know marketing and business are coming down and being you know what what do you guys recommend? Right, right. You know what right. I mean? But the sacrifice was there, and I didn't go in. You, you know, like dude, I you know so far in in seven years in business, I have yet to promote a single person as an affiliate. Hmm. You know, I've never done that. I've never, uh, you know, I could have done all these extra things to make money, but I never did them. I, I decided on what it was that I want. And just like I said before, I didn't compromise on the dream. Mm. I didn't look for the quick money. And right now I do have it. It's a reality. The world's biggest. Well, it's the world's biggest whiteboard video production. And I'm pretty sure it's one of the biggest. And next year it probably will become the biggest, you know, video production industry on the planet. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Big congrats to that. No, and it's not an easy thing, and it takes it is a lot of sacrifice, and it is steadfast concentration and focus on what you want. I mean, that's that's a quote. I forget who said it, but they're like, um, you can have anything you want in life as long as you're willing to sacrifice everything else for it. And that's that's so true, and it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. I mean, because in some ways you're right. There's things that you know, like relationships, low hanging fruit that you could have got if you had if you were willing to, you know, scratch somebody's back and promote his stuff. But at the same time, you wouldn't be where you are now. And that kind of comes back to goal setting and people really figuring out what it is that they want in their life. And oftentimes people get halfway down that road and they decide this isn't what I want. And part of it's because they're in it for the wrong reasons. Um, and the other part is maybe they just don't have that stick to itness that you need. Um, and you asked my opinion about the courses and all that stuff. 
um, to speak to that. It's tough to say because for a lot of people, I mean, you know, you do better when you know better, but there's a lot of people that they get into the cycle of learning, 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 and they never implement. And I have a theory on learning myself where I personally believe, I mean, I'm, I'm an info junkie. I love to read in that, but something that I really try to apply is that I do a two-step model in my learning. So in essence, like, you know, right now, traditional education, you go to university, you go to school, you study for four years, and then when you get out, you're supposed to then get your experience and apply it. But for a lot of people, when they get out, what they've learned is already obsolete, which means you've – and like people are like, yeah, and they just say it like jokingly, like, yeah, I paid for a degree, but now I have to read everything. <laughs> but like I would be viscerally upset with that like because you're wasting my time. I, like I value my time. I would be so pissed off if I did that because I'm like I just spent my money and my time and it's obsolete and so like if you're lost and you're trying to get directions somewhere and you ask someone and they go hey oh oh, you just have to turn around go straight at the third light take a right and then it's your second left you're like okay cool thanks you don't need to like (laughs) recite it seven times you don't need to like Mm -hmm. do cue cards you know what i mean you don't need to have a study group about it you you had a problem you got the answer it fit in like a puzzle piece you moved on and i really feel that way about education and so when you're talking about the info products and that it sounds like this guy tried to think i don't know he tried to do like this big big deep you know deep i don't know what he was doing this deep dive but i really think that uh info products and education of course you, it was really helpful mentorship huge but you know if i if i have the plans to a 12 story building and you're mm-hmm. trying to build from level 3 to level 4 everything i have above level 5 is irrelevant to you do you know what I mean? Like it's just non-existent. Mm-hmm. You just need to know that I've been to level tw- – like if your goal is only get the, the fifth floor, then that's fine. Then you only need to worry about make sure that I got the plans to four, floor five, right? But if you want to build a 12-story building, then you just need to know that I can take you all the way. And that's where some people get mixed up is because they take a piece from this person, piece from that person. And, you know, you do what you can to move forward. But I think you can attest to this. When the numbers start getting bigger, you know, if you're building a building that's got a little bit of a lean to it, if you're only Mm -hmm. building two, three floors, that's not a big deal. But if you're building 12 floors, that little lean becomes a big problem. And it's Oh, that little lean can cost you, you know, six or seven figures very, very easily. Oh, yeah. And it's it's tilted (laughs) everything off. And then now you have to go back to the foundation and fix the foundation while you've got this entire structure on it. And it's so hard. So I I mean, it's deep. It's tough to say. I mean, some people are clueless and, you know, what Jim Rohn has a quote that says, you know, if you've got someone that's going in the wrong direction, they don't need motivation because now all you have is a motivated idiot, which is what they need. (laughs) What they need is an education to turn them around and point them in the right direction. And so it's a catch 22, I think. And I don't know if there's ultimately one. I think we prize education and knowledge and I'm a big advocate um, for that. But at the same time, you need to take action. You need to implement. And oftentimes you need to learn the answer for what's right in front of you. You know, you don't need to learn. I mean, I had a buddy, I had a client, he was asking about, Hey, he wants to do a subscription program. And he was asking me about a course. Like, is there a course I can do? And I was like, here, I've got a great course for you. It's called the black Lamborghini test. Let's take everyone who's got a subscription program that you would like to model. And let's put them all on a table. And now let's take a look at these guys and let's eliminate anyone who couldn't realistically walk onto a car lot and buy a Lamborghini, black Lamborghini <laughs> and afford the payments. And that'll get rid of 99% of your competitors. And then the people who are left, look at what they're doing and model them. Call them up and ask them a question. Do you know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. – that's, um, I love that, man. I love that. Oh, the yeah. black Lamborghini test. That's I'm going to be utilizing that. I'm going to steal it from you. <laughs> Um, but but also like like what do you think about this man because like 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 here's the thing right so I you know I, I'm in Greece right now I mean like one of my companies in Cyprus the other one's in the United States so I, I've lived in seven countries traveled to another fourteen right so I've done my fair bear you know my fair share of you know traveling and experiencing 
But I mean, here in Europe, um, there's a lot of, you know, there's, you know, millionaires and billionaires in Europe are different, right? A millionaire here, a guy who has money is going to be driving a Porsche, you know, with two of his bodyguards driving additional Porsches behind him. Right. It's, it's a different, it's a, di no, no. Cause like some of these marketing guys who claim they make a lot of money and they have, you know, some shitty yacht that costs, you know, 80,000 euros, you know, they're, they're a joke. Right. right? I'm just going to leave it at that. But at the end of the day, like, here's the thing, right? So like I came into the internet marketing space about two years ago okay. and I believe that there are some people that are so genius in this space that I believe like they're, you know, I'm actually, you know, we're talking about these guys and they're starting to change their mentality from product launches going into a little bit into the startup world and the corporate world, because these guys, man, they're, they're so smart at what they do that if they went to work for one of the brands, okay, or one of the big franchises, they would make so much money for these guys. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Because these people, like I will, like right now, they're not the marketing teams of, I'm not going to mention names, but a lot of the big companies, they're not where they need to be. No. Okay. Not by, not by a long shot, but I will say this. Okay. I also remember two years ago coming into the internet marketing space. Okay. Mm -hmm. Having there's genius people, amazing people. Yes. But putting that aside, it's filled with people who are garbage. They're like the garbage I threw out earlier today with my girlfriends. Okay. Yeah. They're worth nothing. Their opinions are worth nothing. They're more, they don't have morals. They don't have a lot of things, you know, not, you know, but, but here's the thing and, and here's the bad thing. Okay. So I remember this specifically is coming, coming into the space of someone who was making money in a different area, right. With, with, with wealthy people. I remember that everybody was talking about, launches, product launches, this, seven figures, 10 figures, right? Mm -hmm. But on honest to God, Daryl, I had yet to meet a person in the internet marketing space up until about seven, eight months ago, okay, mm -hmm. that had ever, you know, in a course, in a course, not, you know, meeting them personally, but through a course explaining to people, okay, the fact that you can make a company, right? Here is the structure that that company would need to have, you know, and when that company makes X money, let's say $10 million, right, in revenues, that company can go for an IPO or here's things you can do and then you can sell that company, hmm. right? So a lot of people, I believe in the internet marketing space are getting people into creating, you know, lists, you know, okay, send these guys here, get subscribers, sell them a bunch of crap, right, or create a product and then, you know, five or 10 years down the line, okay, yeah, some people make good money with that, but are, are they still not trading their time for money, Daryl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get where you're okay. going with that. Yep. Do you see what I'm saying? So I, I really, you know, so that ties into, you know, what I said before about people, you know, selecting and being very, you know, clear about, you know, what do they really want to do? Because for me, you know, I create a company. Yes, I'm going to spend, you know, two, three years on that company. I'm going to throw a lot of money at it. I'm going to spend a lot of my personal time at it, right? Mm. It could, if I enjoy it, but then what do I want? Do I want to work for that company until I'm 90? No, I don't. I want to sell it for a lot of money and then move on to something else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, based on your experience, because I know your experience, especially in the marketing space and in the internet, you know, farly exceeds, you know, my own. So what, you know, do you, do you believe that people are getting, you know, how should I phrase this? Do you know, do you believe they're getting the right information or a fair shot at doing all these real business activities, uh, you know, from all the information they're receiving, especially when getting into IM? Yeah, you know, that is a wonderful question. And I've, I think I've got a good answer for that in the sense of um, I think I think there's 
three types of products out there. There's tactical products, there's strategic products, and then there's principle and value-based products. And I think that when people buy a tactical product, and the perfect example, um, and I'm just going to say it unfortunately, but the practical one is there's a ton of people doing courses on how to market on Facebook right now in the internet marketing space. And that's great, but, you know, I mean, when I when I was working for John Asraf, we took a budget of $500 and scaled that to spending $4,500 per day generating – a good solid six figures a week. And, you know, and, but one thing I can tell you is that all things were changing all the time. And so a tactical course, like how to market on Facebook, it, it expires. Like it has a timeline on it. You know what I mean? Like there's things that will, that'll, it'll disappear very quickly. Now, what you mentioned, I loved because you said you hadn't seen anyone that showed how to make a company. And then once you make the company, how do you right? like, once you get to here, here's how you do an IPO or here's how you, you know, plan your exit strategy. Those are principles based things and unless there's some sort of change in legislator and in, in, in the law unless there's some sort of bill that's passed for the most part that will probably remain the same right so mm-hmm. that what I like because it was more principle based it was more strategic and principle and this is something Dan Kennedy said a long time ago where he said the principles never change the strategies sometimes but rarely change and the tactics frequently change and I think that what you're talking about really really articulates people that teach like a tactic here's like a three-step tactic to do like some sort of campaign to build a list and make a product and sell it to them you know and and it works but then once you know it's like people that were teaching you know basically keyword stuffing back in the SEO days so I think there's I think there's I think you're right I think there's a lot more to building a company than just how to market and I forget where I read this, but uh, actually, no, it was Charlie, Charlie Munger. Um, Charles Munger was Warren Buffett's right-hand man forever. He was talking about that management is just as important as marketing. And people always say that nothing happens until the sale is made, which is true. But if you want to build a real company, like you mentioned, that you can do an IPO with or sell as an asset, then the management of those pe- of the people and the processes and all that is equally as important. Now, as far as in sequence, the marketing kind of does come first because, right, nothing happens until the sale is made. But it's hard to separate them. It's an ecosystem and you need all of them. And so to, again, mm-hmm. to speak to what you're saying, how I feel about it, I think that I think that there are. I think there are people who are getting because here's the thing, there's nothing wrong with an information product. Information and information marketers are often looking for a lifestyle. They want to get out of trading dollars for hours, and a lot of them still end up doing it. You're right, um, and that's where I get hired to bring in, is because that's that's basically the skill set that I end up working. I end up working with a lot of people who have products that they're selling, but they're stuck trading dollars for hours, and they want to have more stable recurring um, product sales, like more stable revenue base. So they're not doing that, and that's when that's kind of you know kind of the little niche that I'm kind of carving out, but. It, it, again, as far as the info product itself, like it, that, that I think depends on the market and what they're making. Because I mean, there's uh, Dale Carnegie's got a book, how to how to win friends and influence people, and they do events and mm-hmm. seminars and training on that. And that is, you know, that's can t- carried on forever because that's principle based. Right? These are the principles of how to interact with humans, and until we evolve, then that's a good quality product for teaching how to do that. But there's so many people that get caught up in tactical stuff. I remember I bought something. It was like – I forget what it was, but it was like some free – it was like how to have a never-ending budget on Facebook. And I thought the guy was going to talk about some sort of like uh, loss leader campaign, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And no, you know what it was? It was like going on Fiverr.com and buying this deal where for 5 bucks you get like a marketing – you get like a $50 Facebook coupon, and then you open 
open up a new Facebook account and you upload your coupon and now you got $50 to spend. And if you just do this 10 times over and you know what I mean? And I'm like that mm-hmm. to me like that. I'm sorry, bud, but that was, you know, that was junk that, you know, I want my but like, 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 but, but th- th- that goes back to, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> I totally stuttered there. That was funny. Um, <laughs> so no, no, but like, it just, I feel so strongly about the sterile because it's like, in my opinion, the person, I don't, I don't know who made that, but the person is like a buffoon. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. he has no place on the market, but because look at this, right? Yes. You know, you can save, you can, you can create a different account and, you know, get 50 bucks, which is not bad. Yeah, because I don't you know about you, but business on that, like, how am I going to build a business on open, mm-hmm. having to open up a, f- anyway, sorry, that's, but hey, keep going. no, definitely, definitely. But like, this is the thing, right? What is the opportunity cost in this, right? What is, what are you losing in order to take the time Right. Or even waste the resource of someone opening up a different Facebook account. Right. And it's not just opportunity cost in terms of time and other deals that you can be closing. Right. But I think in this specific scenario, it's an opportunity cost um, of losing, you know, months or even years of having the right focus and the right shift to focus on the right things that you need to be doing instead of trying to constantly save, you know, 50 measly dollars. Um, so, uh, you know, and it goes back, man, because it's like, okay, in order, you know, okay, so, so some person creates a product, right, where it's like, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to um, create, uh, you know, this amazing, how to do this amazing marketing campaign and get all these sales from like a coaching thing, right? Sure. So, I, you know, I have really, I have a really big business. I deal with the world's biggest stars. You have an amazing experience in what you do, right? You've worked with the biggest and the best, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of these people, right, who are, you know, they're picking up a course for like, okay, you know, uh, make, do, make this webinar, do this landing page, right? And, you know, get these coaching clients and charge them, you know, two to five to $10,000, right? right? When they have, but, you know, they're finding, and it's not their fault because you're seeing this course, they're like, yes, I want to make money. Right. But okay, like am I really like there is no there is no understanding there there is no emphasis in okay what should I really know in order to be properly qualified to help this person that is paying me money uh, you know achieve their goals or they don't understand right they start getting swamped with clients they don't understand how to scale that business right 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 because right. me and you can go in and instead of you know having ten clients we can have five hundred coaching clients that are high ticket. Right. By structuring the business differently or, you know, like, how do I, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. I feel like we need to help provide some guidance though and people to navigate through that. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think people should start being more ethically responsible um, in, in that sense. Right. I'm teaching you X, but I'm also giving you an overview and I'm giving you some extra guidance as to where exactly this piece of information, you know, fits into the whole puzzle. Yeah. 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 And that's where I think the mentorship part is huge and being able Mm -hmm. to access people because that's exactly it. I mean, that's, you can know something, but then when you go to apply it, then there's always a stumbling block of how do I implement this and what are the next steps, which comes back to like, even the question I was asking you, I mean, if having grown and managed the growth and how do you hire people? I think that hopefully that, that people really take action and and understand that you're going to make mistakes regardless and that you just need to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of keep me moving forward, what are you what are you doing now? What are you excited about? What are you working on these days? Um, okay, so right now, I mean, you know, I'm I'm an entrepreneur, you know, managing multiple business entities. So we're well, obviously, Doodle Video. I have a coaching program that's a hundred thousand dollars plus equity, where I take you know uh, clients if they qualify, uh, and it's a very big qualification process, and I actually guarantee 
to turn their company into a brand and turn that brand into one of the top three, three brands in their entire marketplace within 12 months. And that's guaranteed and something nobody else on the marketplace that I know of um, is actually doing right now. Right. Um, so, you know, um, so, so that's pretty much it. You know, we also, we, we buy and sell companies uh, as well. So if some people are making good money and they want, you know, to sell out or they want to do an IPO, you know, they can also uh, get to me. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's mainly these three things, a couple of more things, you know, a couple of launches, software and products here and there. But my main focus is on, um, you know, the $100,000 thing and, uh, you know, to create them the number one company, well, one of the top three guaranteed in their marketplace in the next 12 months. Right. And, of course, doodle videos. Right, right. So, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how do people find out more? How do people get in touch? Um, okay, so if people want to uh, find out more, they can, you know, if they want to get in touch with me personally, they can always find me on Facebook. Uh, Konstantinos Kaloulis. Um, should I, should I spell that out? Because sure, this is the sure, podcast, sure. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's Konstantinos Kaloulis, guys. It's K-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N-O-S. That's my first name. It's pretty long, I know. And last name is Kaloulis, K-A-L-O-U-L-I-S. So they can find me on Facebook. You guys can visit uh, my website, www.doodle-video.com. Um, and what other information do people usually give out on this uh, on these podcasts? I think that's basically it, man. Honestly, I think if they go to doodle-dash, uh, which is like the minus, doodlevideo.com. The minus. Know, <laughs> the minus the, well, not the minus, but the dash, just so people know the symbol. Yeah. Um, doodlevideo.com. Or again, if they look you up on Facebook. I mean, because now that's the beautiful thing I love about technology today in the world is that you can reach out and find anyone. In fact, that's actually how I got a lot of my mentors. I would just look them up and it was even Facebook. I'd just be like, hey, I know you make a bazillion dollars a year, but I have a question. <laughs> how did you, and you know, and I would just, you know, be smart. It's like anybody, right? When you reach out to mm-hmm. them. If you're going to reach out to Cristiano, please do me a favor. Don't just message him out and ask for free help. Please, like, ask him out you can ask him a question if you want to give him feedback on something you see him doing um try to provide value in people's lives like that's the best way to start any relationship of course is by being 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 interested versus interesting um and just trying to reach out to people and i like that that. well yeah i mean that's a big somebody said that to me they said daryl they said that to me i was in a mastermind meeting they're like you are like an expert at being interested versus interesting and i don't know i I guess that's true but i don't really talk about myself that much i'm and even the podcast this isn't just me and it's not the daryl show you know like i really (laughs) do try to bring people on here that i think are quality and that i've spoken to on more than one occasion because i hate that when you get on a podcast and listen you know the person hasn't vetted the person at all they have no idea and you know um I think it's important that people get access to good quality information and, and that's it. I just want to help pull it out. And so same thing. I just want to be a value to the world. Cause I know if I help enough people, then I'll be all right. And I'll never be without work, you know, and I'll never have, you know what I mean? Like you just, there'll never be any cold, lonely nights, so to speak. Um, because you'd be surrounded by good people who value and appreciate you because you help them out and help connect them to, to what they need in order they can move their lives forward. So um, thank you. I really appreciate your time today, and it's always a pleasure to. Daryl, uh, can I? Sorry to interrupt you, man, but sure. you just you know, the way you said that. You know that last piece really motivated me. And uh, for everybody listening, you know we connected with Daryl. Daryl is a great guy. I feel you know I feel like you're a new brother and new addition to the family, man. So I'm very very happy that we connected. Uh, but just on you know 
what you were saying about being interested versus interesting. Um, I'm going to share something that, uh, so when I was younger, some, some things happened and I basically, I had my freedom taken away from me and I ended up being in a very, you know, not so happy place, uh, deep into the Czech Republic wilderness in the forest that I couldn't leave. Right. So that was when I was younger, when I was around 16 and there's, you know, a lot of people say, Daryl, that, you know, you, people do not value their health until they lose it. Right. 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 So another thing that I believe that people don't value a lot is their freedom and what that really means. And, you know, because a lot of people, like how many times has this happened to you, Daryl, where you're going to talk to someone and they're going to, you know, come on the phone or something and be like, yeah, you know, I'm bored. And you're like, you know, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, you know, I'm just here watching television in my cozy house, eating pizza, you know, or doing this, but I'm really kind of bored today. Right. And they're complaining about it. Has that ever happened to you? Right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, but they don't realize that being bored, right, even with all the luxuries that they may have, right, they have a roof over their head, they had food next to them, a television that they can watch, right, being bored is a privilege, yeah. and it's amazing, right, because you have that freedom to be bored. And, you know, going back to, you know, just meeting people, it's, I, I believe once you, you know, when everybody starts feeling grateful about the things that they currently do have, and they start to gain that, you know, deeper level of appreciation, you're, you know, we're all, you know, I'm sure it's happened to you, it's happened to me, right? Where, you know, sometimes when we're getting all excited about things, and we're rushing doing a million deals at a time, or doing this or doing that, like, I believe that it happens to all of us where we might stop seeing people as people and start seeing, you know, a new person, Bob, right, as a number versus a person. Right. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Well, again, I remember just some of the clients I've left, like, they, you know, you're sending out an email or you're doing some sort of promotion to their audience and they've got, you know, like a million fans on Facebook or 300,000 emails are being sent out. And yeah, I, I know exactly. And they, you have to constantly remember that. No, those aren't 300,000 emails. Those are 300,000 people. And that's, a, I think, again, that's part of my marketing approach. I'm big on, I'm real, I'm a database marketer. So I'm really big on segmenting and trying to deliver personalized messages because trying to treat people like people versus the old broadcast, you know, format of marketing of, you know, one channel and you have to listen to me and hit them over the head until they buy. I'm just not, it's not my Yeah. Story. And, and, you know, so, I mean, like the same way that you said, you know, reaching out to people, it's, if I see this person as an individual, if I sit down and, it, and it's not about pretending to care, it's like when you have that appreciation, like I believe that you, Daryl, like you actually care. You go deep and you feel the other person. You, you deeply desire to know, you know, it, it's not, you know, like my girlfriend right now, she's in uh, university and she's taking a course on academic English and she came back to me one day and I thought this was really funny. And she explained to me, she's like, hey, are, are people from England like this? Like, because the teacher told them, she's like, when you meet someone, you say, how do you do? And then that other person doesn't really say how they are. They just like reply back. They're like, how do you do? Mm. You know? And it sounds so robotic and I don't know. It just sounds very weird and very fake. How do you do, Daryl? When I was in Japan, they called us the hi, how are you culture. When I was in Japan, because we're all like, hi, how are you? Like when you're checking out, hi, how are you? And it's like, you know, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's just this pleasantry that we do. And that's something that you see. And that's probably a really good thing anyone that's listening to call. If they haven't traveled at all, you really need to travel. I think you need to experience another culture, learn another language, because the world is about people and dealing with people and understanding people. And especially if you're in business, 
Um, it's going to be hard for you to succeed if you don't understand the people who are your customers, who are your employees, who are your vendors. And um, I think that that course that I mentioned, the Dale Carnegie, how to how to win friends and influence people. It's a great book, a wonderful course. And if you you know, it's something that honestly I try to read once a year, just because it's just such an important part of of life and of business. So definitely. And, and going back to like another thing, cause it, it does involve business, right? A lot of people, you know, I even had some guy a couple of months ago tell me I close better than Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of wall street. And I, I don't, I don't know if I do, but I, I do know that I have a, a really high conversions on my deals around 70 to 80%. Right. And that's uncommon. And I bet you do too. And it's, you know, I've, I've added something new into my business and tell me if you've thought about this story because I think it applies uh, for us and I think it's going to be, it, it's a good thing to think about for everyone. I've changed my schedule and right now I have about three phone calls that I will accept on a given day versus maybe 20 or 30 phone calls that I was doing, you know, a couple of months back. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think we talked about this as well together. And, you know, what I've noticed during the three phone calls is that a big, huge majority of big deals, immense deals that, that I couldn't even imagine, you know, a year ago are, are, are arising because we're actually taking the real time necessary to connect and care and analyze every single business deal and connect with every single person on that deeper level. And, you know, so it's not just that people are going to, um, I think, you know, get on a podcast with you or, you know, promote your product if you pretend to care, but if you really care, um, you know, there's a big difference between closing 5% of your calls and closing an 80% of your calls. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So being a good person pays off. Yeah, no, it does. It does. Mm-hmm. It really does. All right. So thank you. Um, again, thank you for everyone listening. Uh, appreciate you guys, of course. And thank you so much, Constantino, for joining us on the call today and sharing. We might have you back. Um, you and I, we could talk for hours and hours and hours. We have so much stuff to go on about. <laughs> and I love and value your opinions. So uh, once again, if anyone wants to reach out, you can find them on Facebook or just check out doodle-video.com. And, um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, Daryl. Once again, it was a real pleasure and a privilege getting on this uh, podcast call with you. Thanks to all the listeners for bearing with us. How long has it been? An hour and a half? Yeah, no, well, we've been talking for, oh. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking for a while, but the interview's only been about an hour, so. Okay, great. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for listening and hope everybody loves, uh, this, uh, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've reached the end of our interview. Now first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you. Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better. And your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website, 
bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. Uh, You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast, and if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself, and remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.